0: Hello, welcome to the very first episode of Creator Spotlight from The Interface. My name's Alex. Um, today I have a very special guest. His name's Cody McCallum, all the way from Canada. He runs a, his own business called Mac Telecom, doing network consulting, a YouTube channel. You may recognize him from YouTube. So welcome, Cody.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Like uh, Alex said, I am from Mac Telecom Networks, and I started this business probably two and a half years ago, around the same time my YouTube channel started. Um, and it's been a bit of a roller coaster ever since YouTube has. Well, since two and a half years ago, it's grown my business quite a bit, um, and yeah, it's been a great time.
0: That's great. Yeah, it's um, sort of in the same bracket as. Uh, well, my, my audience might might recognize some of the networking YouTubers. You got Chris Cross. Uh, sorry, Chris from CrossTalk Solutions and Willie Howe and yep. uh, Lawrence. So you're sort of in that in that pool of of specialist uh, YouTubers that do ubiquity mainly. So um, yeah. There's a yeah. there's
1: quite a I mean there's quite a bit of people trying to do, ubiquity is pretty like it's a hot topic now mm-hmm. in our niche market because their software defined network is nobody competes with it. You look at TP Link, Amada, you look at uh, I think it was Netgear Insight, and just their interfaces are brutal compared to Unify, mm-hmm. and the price points with Unify are great. So you're going to see more and more tech tubers coming out and trying to push Unify. I would assume.
0: Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of people doing it. It's quite a low um, barrier to entry. So, at a previous previous role, I was working at a WISP, um, and Ubiquiti's front and center in that in that market. Um, it can be for price the price point that it is. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you can you can pick up a CP for a couple hundred dollars, a couple hundred pounds, um, uh, even less than that sometimes. So that's great. Um, so most of the stuff you cover on YouTube is is sort of covering. Sort of new ubiquity software that they release, and new, new some of the new hardware, and sort of getting your hands on as soon as possible. Um, yeah. So, so what what, what I see.
1: do, what I do with the ubiquity stuff, I, you know, I, you probably see my videos come out like day one once it's released from early yeah. access. I usually have the gear beforehand. I purchase it in the early access store, and I just kind of have it sitting, in um, waiting. I don't really do too much testing before it goes to general release. Ubiquity is the biggest on my channel. I am trying to Mm -hmm. spread out to do, you know, Synology, PFSense, um, you know, TP-Link, and I do deploy that to other businesses, but I I see when I release these videos to my my channel, like a PFSense video, it's not going to do, you know, a quarter as well as the Ubiquiti stuff is. And that could uh, sometimes be discouraging, but when you do YouTube, you need to make sure that you know, you diversify and you have a bunch of different products, so I'm going to start adding more of that into my lineup, just so more people get uh, used to non-Ubiquity on my channel.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah, I noticed, um, so the interface has been going about 9, 10 years now, Um, and I started covering, as soon as I knew more about Ubiquity, I started, I was very interested, so I started covering more about it, and that's the number one thing on the website now. Above everything else, the top 20 uh, topics on the website are uh, the stuff we post about Ubiquity, I've mm-hmm. I've done comparison guides because there's, there's there's products come out that not many people well you, if you're not well versed you might not know the differences and the, the nuances between each product so I started doing uh, comparison guides on the interface and they, they seem to get quite a lot of traction and, and I've started doing bits on the new software so it's a very popular pop well, very popular topic um, online it's a, it's a good Absolutely. thing to sort of talk about so
1: the comparisons yeah. are very a lot of people want it when when YouTubers do like uh, access point comparisons or access point videos. I do access point videos all the time for new access points. People want comparisons, like charts with speed tests and iperf tests and all this stuff, but they don't realize that in my house, my house is completely different than your house and or business, whatever you're gonna do. So your results are gonna be completely off. Um, And it's very hard to do. I've almost wanted to not do access point reviews anymore just because of that, but. They seem to be, be very a very subjective. popular topic. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, obviously they have different models. They have their in walls. They have the flexes and all that. And you, I mean, it's it's great. I love the access points. But doing comparisons, I don't know if I want to do that anymore on a website or on a blog style. Yeah. that I think would do a lot better just because you could read it. Um, instead of me just yeah. talking and saying what, what my download speeds were in my house.
0: Some of the comparisons we do is just literally the. The products themselves so what features they have because mm-hmm. you can, you can spend ages on the website going through each product and working out which one you need where you just look at a, a, a table or something that uh, we've yeah done. exactly so, that's awesome so um sort of when did you when, when did mac telecom get started was that a few years ago or yeah
1: so I, I don't remember the exact date i started this channel out actually as a video game channel and it used to be called something else and then um I realized that I'm not a great video game player or streamer. So I kind of switched from that. I think my first Mac telecom video was based on port forwarding on the Xbox. Um, and it did oh, fairly well. Uh, it was, or I think it was port forwarding for open NAT or something like that. It's still on there. Yeah. Um, and so I started Mac telecom the business while I was still working for a bank enterprise. Uh, mm-hmm. I've always wanted to work for myself being your own own boss is great. So, I started doing that. I was working full time and then doing Mac Telecom on the side, kind of on the weekends and evenings. And YouTube made it grow so much that I was able to leave that enterprise and just do this full time. So, probably around two and a half, three years, the business has been running for.
0: That's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah. it's a good thing to sort of run your own business. Um, and yeah, you can sort of work your own hours and sort of decide who you want to work with and stuff, that sort of thing. So, it's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted. to uh the next thing I want to talk about was Starlink if possible. Um I know that you I don't think you have a Starlink dish. Um no. but I know other no. some of the people do have have those. It seems like a um in terms of like rural internet it seems like a very good um solution for people who have um sort of no fiber broadband or even a wireless ISP to them. So I know I know Chris has covered the Starlink dish quite heavily um and there's been a number of price increases recently and yep. a number of new features so what if, if is I, it something I, you're planning on looking at or?
1: i probably won't buy one so where i live i'm about 40 minutes north of toronto ontario so where i live there it's a city so or i mean it's a small city but we have internet yeah. literally everywhere but i do service a bunch of um, farms that only get dsl or they get mm. a wisp but their wisp is only giving them five megabits per second and that's it so yeah. Starlink would be beneficial to them. Not that they're you know they're not using a whole lot of uh, bandwidth anyway, but mm-hmm. for to be able to get faster speeds, like we have uh, we have a bunch of stuff set up for them, alarm systems, cameras, and things like that. So even remoting in to look at our protect cameras could be a little laggy at sometimes.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so Starlink, I probably am going to push towards the customers. Have I used it physically? No, I haven't yet. I think I think it's great though for the price point.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a project I'm working on with someone um, looking at doing uh, remote Wi-Fi for pop-up events like uh, what do you call it, weddings and different events of like that. So you could have an all-in-one solution that you have a Dream Machine and, um, and different antennas and have the Starlink at that, at that particular place. You wouldn't have to worry about four G or sorry four G or that sort of thing. So it's a good, a good it's yeah. a good project for that. Yeah.
1: Well, especially now that you could uh I forget I forget what they call it, but you could change locations. Not while you're driving obviously, but you could change it to different locations events. So if you just buy the one dish, you could bring yeah. it to you know, if you're doing weddings or something like that, you could bring it to every single wedding that you go to. You'd charge for Wi Fi if you want. And you could use that as like a, a type of a business model. I think I think a lot of people are gonna end up doing that.
0: Yeah, it's portability mode though. You can't there's also the R V mode which it's a bit bit controversial. You can you get degraded performance, so you get you get bottom of the tree sort of sure, to, yeah yeah. Well, while we're on the topic of, of Wisp, we mentioned Wisp just briefly. So um, so it's something that uh, I know quite a bit about. Um, sort of sort of Ubiquiti's Wisp uh, product line on the Air Max and that sort of thing. So Ubiquiti just realized, just um, announced UISP Wave, and you had a, a video released. Um, I think it was a few days ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, when they mm-hmm. announce that to, on their traditional little video they do when it's pre early access, uh, it looks very interesting. That does with the the sixty gigahertz point to multi point. Is that something you've have you done any stuff with the Max stuff or?
1: So we, I've done a little bit. Like like I said, we don't we don't do hmm. a lot of point to point or point to multi point for these farms. I have because we needed to extend you know coverage to get our cameras different places and get network uh, network up there. So in that situation, we have, I have worked with a few wireless ISPs in my area, but they're not as common where where I live. Um, I'd like to do more of it because it's fun. I, I love doing that type it of is. stuff, going up, setting up. And it, it's awesome. It's a great time. I won't go super high up on a, you know, on a pole or something to mount a dish, but doing like traditional point to point between buildings, I I think the wave stuff looks great. We don't do a whole lot of it though.
0: No, the, the wave stuff that's. I think it's it's in the early access store now. Um, it looks very very yep. interesting. It's got uh, quite a lot of range, and to get that range, they they seem to be pumping the gain up quite high on the antennas. I've noticed, uh, which is mm. interesting. Um, and yeah, the five the gig backup and the um, you could you can clam sorry you can um, group three wave aps together and have a very wide degree coverage with about fifty clients, which is amazing. For so if you have got a wisp in a um, sort of a more or less populated area, you could use that as as, a, as an alternative to five gigahertz and sort of compete with fiber a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think it. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm hoping yeah. Ubiquity maybe send me some of it, um, and then I could play around with it. It will just be in my office, but um, we'll see. I mean, I do have a whole bunch of point to point dishes in the basement that I've been meaning to do videos on, but realistically, it's me setting them up side by side in this room, so it's not really a real world. I mean, I'll do the config, and that's pretty much it. It's not setting yeah, up yeah. on the pole. It's not doing the wiring and all of that. Um, but I think it would be s- still interesting to test them out.
0: Yeah, especially with the throughput claims they've they've made.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Um, the other thing was, I know you've covered a little bit, and you've got access to it in in Canada, but the unit well, kind of the unified talk platform. Um, so I've managed to get my hands on via the. The, net, the magic of eBay is uh, one of the flex phones mm-hmm. that I've got. Um, oh, nice. So I might have to test it out um, here, but um, the actual Unified Talk applications available in the U.S. currently with their phone service. And then the, yeah, uh, so, so Unified Talk, well.
1: I think Unified Talk, I mean, as much as people think Unified Talk is... U- U- Ubiquity did it before, I think they called it VoIP or something like that, I forget. It was VoIP, um, I've used then, it before, yeah. It was a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> and then they kind of just left it, right? Uh, and stopped using it. Some people think that they're going to do this with Unify Talk. I'm on the other end, I don't think they're going to. If you look at their UDM Pros, you look at the UDM SEs, the uh, UDRs, the Cloud Key Gen 2s, they're building those so it's a full, small, to mid-range business solution. You have your talk. You yeah. have your access. You have all that stuff. Um, I we don't have it here in Canada either. Unify Talk. I have a workaround that I just do for videos, and that's it. Um, but you you could you could use Unify Talk with third party SIP providers. It does work yeah. better when you're paying into their SIP. Um, it's if you've ever worked with. I'm not a phone VoIP expert, but if you've ever worked with phone systems, they are very complicated and yeah. just confusing. Grandstream isn't too bad. But when you're looking at Unify Talk, they make it so if you have a bit of tech knowledge, you could walk through that and set up your whole business phone system um, very easily. I mean, if you have to troubleshoot something, that's a different story. But if you have a stable network, you're going to get your Unify Talk up and running in minutes.
0: Yes, it's a very good. I only bought it just so I can look at the GUI because there's no way you could look at the the GUI without having a phone plugged in. So... Yeah, it was something that yeah. was interesting looking at. So hopefully, at some point, they bring it to other countries. But at the time, well, I've been pushing
1: them to, I've been pushing them to bring it to other countries. I think there's there's probably legalities around it where they uh, telecom yeah. legalities. Um, we'll see. I i been trying to get a date because I have all, most of my customers. They need a new phone system. They're still running on analog, and yeah. this would they already have a unify system. So why not just throw a few phones in? I mean, the cost, the price point is nothing. Uh, I forget yeah. what the the Touch Max phones, the big ones, maybe like 129 bucks or 90 bucks, uh, something like yeah. that. I mean, you and then you could buy one phone line, and you could have unlimited inbound and outbound calls. Like you're paying 10 bucks a month for a business phone line.
0: Yeah, it's it's a very good price a very good price point for that. It seems like yeah. you mentioned they did. Ubiquiti's had a history of sort of discontinuing products without any any notice before I, I feel mm-hmm. like they've entered like a new era a little bit recently so with some of the dream machines and that sort of thing I think I think they're sort of in a new stage of the, of the company a little bit so they're taking things a little more seriously possibly um, it seems like I, it anyway so I,
1: th- I think so I mean the, the disc- a lot of people were uh, mad about uh, what was it Unify not the old system, the old Protect system, uh, Unified Video. Oh, it's Unify Video. Oh, people were losing, but I mean, I think they gave quite a bit of time to say they did. We're yeah. pushing this out. We're discontinuing. I still have people calling me saying they can't access their their camera system. while they're on Unified uh, Video, which they yeah. discontinued that cloud service. Um, and they were they were giving you fifty percent off. Of you know, you trade that in, you get fifty percent off of UV- UNVR. Um, I think i think they're doing a great job i know there's lots of people and lots of hate um obviously i'm a little bit biased i love ubiquity but i feel like they're really trying to push it to the next level and they are coming out with a lot of new products um but they are a lot of people their routing was the biggest issue and they're they're almost on par with all of the other vendors like there is a couple things that you can't still do but they are working on that and that's coming in the future
0: yeah, definitely the uh, the protect yeah. system. I think it's been out a little while now, four maybe four years. I think. Yeah, it's, it's definitely matured very well. I was I remember looking at some screenshots from the old the very first version. It was quite basic compared to what we have now. Um, yeah, and as a, it's, it's the only thing I'm really missing is a AMPR camera. That'd be quite useful, but <laughs> I don't think it's will <laughs> add. But uh, everything else is amazing. The 4K cameras and um, just the, the ease of use and that sort of thing. So it's, it's you it's know great. what
1: the ease of use is the biggest thing like we go into businesses and they they're like show me how to use my hike vision i don't use hike vision that often um and it is the interface is horrible in my opinion unify protect is just easy to use if you need to go back and uh capture footage like if you have a smart detection or somebody at your door or somebody takes some, something off your porch it is so easy to go through your smart detections and find that clip download it and then send it off to the police or whoever um, yeah definitely They are. I mean, they're going to be adding animal detection. I I don't really care about that, but their AI is supposed to be getting a lot better in the future. So we'll just see. Hopefully, they come out with some sort of roadmap so we all we all know. I think that's what people want to see. What's coming out from Ubiquity, and when can we expect it?
0: There is a little tiny bit of a roadmap in those monthly videos they do. So they mentioned in May that in June this month they're going to be bringing the stacking feature to early access. So that's, that's Yeah, large. so, so yeah.
1: the stacking I found out—I I don't know if I'm allowed to say this—it was just—it was just somebody who said it in a forum, but apparently it's only for the UNVR Pros, so the seven bay so you only could stack oh, okay. those together. So if you have, you know, the four bays, you can't stack that. I'm hoping that maybe that's just for the uh, beta, that they're doing it mm. with just the Pros, and then in the future they'll push it out to the just the normal UNVRs because I have tons of clients. We're looking to expand, and they have those four bays.
0: Yeah, I have. I've got one as well. The four bay unit mm-hmm. would be quite good if um, that would expand to the that unit as well. So exactly, yeah, yeah, awesome. The unified teleport feature. I don't know if <laughs> I've used that once. So I've I've got a UDMSC that powers my network at home. So I've used it once from, um, remoting back into the network, and it works pretty well. Is there, is that anything you've have you used that at all?
1: Yeah, so I, I only used it initially to do my video on. I'm a Windows person, so I don't have, I don't have any Apple. I mean, I have my iPhone, um, and I don't yeah. really remote into my network anyway. I'm at home most of the time. So yeah. I, I did use it in the video, and it was extremely easy to use. Once they get a Windows client, I mean, it's gonna be game-changing, but they really do need to integrate WireGuard, like full mm. support so we could get those site-to-site up and running quicker. I think it is something coming down the pipeline. Um, but Teleport, from what I've tested, it was very easy to use. You just send a link to whoever, they have a Wi-Fi man app, and then they're connected to your network.
0: Yeah, I noticed they, they said in the in the Unify um, application that there's a Mac version, but the the Mac version is just, it's the, so if you have a later Mac, one with the Apple Silicon chips, you can just run the iPhone version on the, the Mac, but it doesn't actually do the VPN stuff. So at the moment, it is only just the iPhone that can run Teleport oh really i am um, said so, yeah
1: <laughs> like i i don't so, know a whole lot of people who remote into their network i mean there are some times where you remote into your network from your phone maybe you're trying to i don't know if you have a synology photo or whatever you're trying to upload it to there and then you connect to the vpn that's that would be a use case for me because i do use that definitely. um but i don't usually i mean i'm always on a computer if i'm doing work i'm doing it through a computer so I do need that sure. client support on Windows, and if you have a Mac. I think once they get that out, then Teleport will be great for a lot of businesses.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, the other thing, uh, a previous role, I've used um, UID as well. Mm-hmm. So they've got the unified identification service. So just before I left, we set up an entire office um, using UID. So when we, we moved into a new office, and we had to do a whole unified uh, deployment. So we decided we'd use UID to simplify the um, authentication for the devices. So at the time when we deployed it, it was in, uh, it was in, um, it was in beta, beta for Europe. Um, but we got uh, access to use it. You, could, you can apply for a quota and that sort of thing. So that, that for me, worked pretty well. It's sort of a, another indication of where, where Ubiquiti's headed a little bit.
1: Um, yeah, so UID is, it, UID is still beta in Canada. Um, it's not out fully. I don't I it's don't enough. think. I mean I I haven't looked I haven't looked but I believe it's still in beta here. Um when I did my videos okay. on UID that's when it released in the States. Um I love I like how they have that free tier where you could go up mm-hmm. to I forget how many doors and I think it's fifty yeah. users. Um I think it gets a little costly when you start paying. Um but okay. yeah for ease of use for VPN, one click Wi Fi, you know, all of that, it's it's gonna be great if that's what your organization needs.
0: Yeah, we we used it for camera access and Wi-Fi access. So we we're, were at a point where we had um, we'd use we were using Mac uh, Mac address authentication to get people online and offline. Just so we got very messy, so we decided to use UID instead. And for the cameras as yeah. well, have it, it, the camera access, you can you can add a UNVR to UID, and then uh, you can use the um, authentication from UID to give them access to the cameras, for example. So that was fun. oh, that's
1: awesome. Yeah, I haven't worked on UI. I mean, I've worked on it for a few clients in the States. Um, besides that, I haven't fully deployed it, obviously, to any of my clients. The one major feature that people want, or my my clients do want, is the ability to unlock your doors, Unify Access, through your phone. Um, without UID, you can't do that right now. Right. So we'll, wait. we'll have to see until it gets to Canada. We could sign them up for the free tier. Because I, I only deal with more small to mid-sized businesses. They don't need sure. anything over that. Um, and then they could just unlock, unlock the doors with their phone, which I think is great. Um, and going mm. back on Unify Talk for a second,
0: yeah.
1: um, th- my biggest thing, I, t- I talked about this in a video the other day, is having a soft phone so that we can mm. you know, use our Unify Talk on our cell phones. There is a picture on Unify if you click on UID. You will see there's a little talk icon. So it does look like they're working on a soft phone. Well that's going to be a great, I'll great, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'll flash that image up on screen once in the edit. But yeah, I've, I yeah. think I've seen that. That'd be quite useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially if you've got uh, salespeople that are remote all the time and want to take calls um, the from their car, that yeah. sort of thing. So that'd be, be very good. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So the other thing was Unified Connect as well. So on yep. the topic of UID, those two go hand in hand. Um, a little bit yeah. so they've yeah you know, it's Unify Connect so I think it's still in early access but it's very public in its knowledge still because Ubiquity's released some YouTube videos about it
1: yeah um, so but- the only thing we're really allowed to talk about things that are in early access are really what Ubiquity like you'll see my reaction videos you'll see mm-hmm. it Chris I think him and I are the only ones who really do it right now um, but we're only allowed to talk about things that Ubiquiti post um, can't really go yep. into their EA store and pull up a bunch of other stuff but Unify Connect it looks like a digital signage type type of thing which is going to be yeah. huge for businesses um because i do sure. know people who have already moved over to it and they're saving a few thousand dollars a year because they're paying monthly fees to these digital signage businesses to update their media and all of that where if you have unified connect you can just upload your own images and things like that and it's very simple to use
0: is by digital signage? Do you mean um, menus and things like in cafes when you when you go up to the yeah the, the bar to order stuff you have the TVs up there okay
1: yeah yeah exactly so you so you could do that you could play what you could put whatever you want on it um I do, I forget what the there is other features of it I just don't think they showed it yet though
0: right yeah the, yeah the other thing I think it's related was the. So that video I'm, I'm referencing, I'll put a link in, a, in the description of this video, but it's the Overview Unify Connect announcement video by the, with the EV chargers and um, that lady walking around with her phone that was unlocking doors and turning lights on. That looks quite interesting.
1: So, yeah, that, I guess that would be a part of the Unify Connect screens as yeah. well. Um, I haven't tested that yet, obviously, but it does look... Sure. The electric vehicle charges, I, I don't know, That's that's weird to me, but... We'll see. Maybe they'll send me one. I don't have an EV, but I'll, I'll find somebody who does and do a video on it. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a little bit different to me, but everything else that they showed in that video, like they have the Connect put on the wall. You're dimming your lights with it. They show like an LED pot light and an LED, you know, one of those, uh, just a regular rectangle yeah, rectangle sure. light, which they already had released before. But now they're just pushing that into Unify Connect. Um, they also yep. showed a thermostat, which mm. is new, and I'll put that in my house if they do have it, or if it does come out, out of early access, but just the things they're doing with their lineups for small businesses is, is game-changing, in my opinion. Definitely.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of things they're working on at the same time. I've I've heard some comments about Bertie Bixie before saying they need to sort of focus on, sort of st- stop doing loads of different things at once. And sort of focus on one thing, but I think people fail to understand is that Ubiquiti's un- structure is very unlike a, diff- a sort of a traditional company they've got lots of different teams in lots of different countries, where each team in that country is working on one specific product line so it's not like someone doing air fibre stuff is working on this new EV charging, it's very much um, departmentalized. so it's a bit, bit different to how people think it is, I think
1: Well, exa- exactly, Like I, a lot of people say that to me, I get comments about it all the time they need to Stick to the routing and switching and Wi-Fi. If you don't have a company that doesn't innovate, they're they're never going to make more money. I mean, they're just going to stay at whatever capital they're at, and they're not they're not going to go up. Um, there's I won't mention companies, but there's other companies who just focus on access points and switches, and they pretty much copied and pasted Ubiquity, uh, yeah. and they're not doing nearly as well. Like Ubiquity is coming out with great devices. Like you look at the G4 Doorbell Pro although it's still missing some features like for people who have home automated houses they will be coming out with a lock and stuff you could scan your thumb and get in your your house if you want that or not whatever but the the new equipment that's coming out i think is awesome and if they stop releasing new products i mean they'll just dry up and it will get boring
0: yeah there won't be so much hype about the company as there is right now Mm -hmm. that's 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 what i think anyway (laughs) Yeah, uh, You mentioned you mentioned electric vehicles. Is, is, I think you mentioned you haven't got an electric vehicle. Is that something that's on your radar at some point, do you think? Uh,
1: well, so I'm still <laughs> driving around a 2016 Hyundai Elantra. When I go to job sites, I throw ladders in it, put all my cable <laughs> in it. It's it's a beater car. I do need a new car. It's, it's very – I don't know what I want to go with yet because I'd need a service vehicle. And electric vehicles right now in Canada anyway, I don't think there's a ton of charging stations – so if I'm going down to a job site and I need to plug in somewhere, I'm going to have to wait around for a while. Do I really want that? No. If I was to get a EV, it would probably be the Cybertruck. My fiancé thinks it's ugly, but I think it looks cool. I you know, throw a couple ladders in it, put a wire wrap of Mac Telecom on it, and I think I think it would be great for advertising.
0: Sounds pretty good. So you, yes. so you said there's not many chargers in Canada kind of at the moment. It's... It's sort of. I'm not sure what it is like in in, in that country, but uh, in the UK now, I think we've got out of everyone who's bought an electric vehicle. I think there's 1.5 percent of people now, or oh, sorry, 1.5 percent of the total vehicles in this country is uh, electric now, which is pretty pretty significant. I think.
1: Hmm. I'm not actually sure. What I don't look at electric vehicles too often, um, so I have no idea. I know. I know within our like. There's restaurants around, and every that chain they have all EV charging stations. So there are quite a few, but if you're like I travel a lot of remote places, and those remote places wouldn't have it. Um, it depends on the range. I haven't even looked into it that much, but a gas vehicle is very expensive with prices of gas anyway right now. So I may be switching to an EV eventually.
0: Yeah, it's um that's the same case here as well. The the, the petrol gas prices are expensive exploded basically yeah yeah it's not yeah 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 electric vehicles is something we cover on the interface quite regularly uh, regularly um okay if there's any any new vehicles even if it's electric or not we we tend to cover what's what's coming out in different countries so it's something something i've got an interest in electric electric vehicles
1: oh awesome i'll have to take a look because uh i mean it would uh, it would be more of an electric truck that i would need because i'm not I'm done with throwing ladders into a car. I need something that I could handle ladders and boxes of cable and all of my equipment. So if I did go with an EV, it would have to be a fairly big size vehicle.
0: Yeah, the electric trucks. There's uh, well, pickup trucks. There seems to be quite. Well, there's a number of them around. There's a Ford Ford F one hundred and fifty Lightning, which is um, yep. it basically looks like a normal F one hundred and fifty, but it's 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 electrified. And I think Chevrolet have the. Um, I'm not sure what you call it. There's their electric uh, truck as well, and then there's Rivian, obviously, which has just oh, yeah. just started delivering to customers this past few weeks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah a lot it's of, just lot of it's
1: spending a lot so, of money too, right? Like those, I, I have to look at the price point. I don't know if I want to spend <laughs> two hundred thousand dollars on an electric vehicle. I, I doubt they're that much, but I mean, I'm sure they're fairly high.
0: Yeah, there's been a problem in the U.S. with uh, dealers marking up prices. I've heard. So you have oh, okay. the, the sticker price on the on the windshield that. Excuse me. Yeah, the sticker price on the windshield that um, will be what it is, and the dealers be marking them up by fifty thousand dollars. Sometimes I've seen on. on oh, Twitter, I could see so. that.
1: They're trying <laughs> to make money, and and they can make money on it right now, uh, with all the supply chain issues. You know, th- that's what everybody's doing. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like you look at an access point on from Ubiquity. If it's sold out, you go to eBay. It's ten times the price. Yep.
0: Yeah, there's not much. There's not much money to be made on, on, on that sort of thing. Yeah. The um, other thing was, yeah. So um, I, I don't know if you're aware, aware of the the other tech news that's been happening this week, um, but I know you're not into Apple stuff that much. But on Monday was um, Apple's uh, developer conference, so they announced all the new software for this for this coming year, um, all the uh, software for the iPhone and Mac and that sort of thing. And they also announced some new um, new MacBooks with the M2 chip. So they've um, Push that, push I saw that, a bit you know, about that. Up,
1: yeah. People were tweeting it. I, I don't know a, a <laughs> whole lot about iPhones or Mac and stuff like that. I, I would want to get one of their new iPhones with that have a Wi-Fi 6E chipset in it um, because I need to do some Wi-Fi 6E testing. Besides that, I, w- I was going to buy a MacBook with the M1 chip, I guess it was, Yeah. Uh, and it was like six grand. I decided against it. It was for like video editing and things like that, do, making some music. Sure. Um at the time, it just wasn't worth spending six grand. I'll wait for the newer product, and then I'll spend that <laughs> money to get it. Which it, it seems right. like they're coming out with it now.
0: Yeah, they're sort of in their second generation of their own own processors that are after the Intel stuff they've been doing. So, oh, okay. To have interest, okay. What, what do you use to edit edit your videos at, um for YouTube YouTube channel?
1: So I use DaVinci Resolve. Uh, I believe it's free. it's free. It's free. I think you could p- uh, pay for a pro version, maybe. But like you've seen, I just. I just do cuts. It's a webcam. It's like a Twitch stream or a YouTube stream, how my, my videos go, and then I just show you how to configure things. DaVinci's well, I've been using it for so long. It's very easy to use, but also super powerful. Um, I know there are some other, probably better products out there, but for me, it works great. Sure, that's great.
0: And yeah. then also, your, um, in your videos, you have a little box of your face as well. What is that the same software, is it?
1: Uh so for recording like for recording my videos I use something called XSplit. So it just brings my camera feed into it and then just whatever desktop I want. Um it's somewhat like OBS nice. if you've heard of OBS. Um but XSplit yeah, okay. you have to pay for it. It's a monthly fee. Um whereas OBS is a free solution. So I've I used to do Twitch streaming years and years ago and I always started with XSplit. So since I know it, nice. I'll just pay the 20 bucks a month and that's it. Um it's free and I don't need to worry about it. Or learning something new.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I use um for my other videos I record. I use Loom, so it's a little circle, and you can customize the blurs on the back of the oh. on your background, so you, people can't see what you're behind you and that sort of thing. And you can record oh, in cool. 4K, which is quite nice. So
1: yeah, I don't know. I don't know if XSplit. Yes, XSplit does do 4K, and so I do push my videos out in 4K. But when we're when I'm showing a desktop. It's in 1080, so it's a little bit different. I do have a 4K monitor, but yeah. I think with that the text would be too small for people, even if I zoom in. I, I need to still figure it out, and is uh, if I'm doing 4K, I should go 4K all the way. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah, nice, um, cool. I, I think that's all I've got to be honest. Awesome. Um, so anything you so anything you wanted to go over or.
1: You know what? I don't think I have anything else to go over. We want, We touched on uh, quite a bit of Ubiquity. I mean, we there just- are other <laughs> brands out there. Uh, if, you're, if you're looking at other solutions, if you can't get Ubiquity gear, because that's been, I mean, it's been a challenge getting gear. TP Lancomata is good. Um, their access points are pretty ugly. Um, they're huge, but they do work well. Uh, then you have some Aruba instant-on gear, which also works, but it's limited to the configuration. But my top pick is is ubiquity, and uh, I mean, hopefully, supply chain issues they do seem to be getting better, at least in the USA. Canada, we haven't got gear for a long time, but if you're looking for gear, you just need to, you know, check out the site at like seven a.m. in the morning, Eastern Standard Time, and they they push out a ton of stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely. There's some of the cameras are quite yeah. hard to get a hold of at the moment. I've noticed. But yeah. Exactly. Yep. Awesome. Um, cool. I think I think we we'll with there to be honest. <laughs> Cool. All um, right. So if anyone wants to see where Cody's YouTube channel is, his uh, link will be in the description. Where can people find you on on the socials?
1: Yeah, so my YouTube's youtube.com slash Mac Telecom Networks, Instagram, Instagram.com slash Mac Telecom Networks, TikTok.com slash Mac Telecom Networks, and then we have Twitter, which is the only one different, which is Mac Telecom N because they don't allow you that many ca- characters. And uh, yeah. It's been great being on the show. I appreciate you having me on.
0: Cool. Thank you much, Cody. All right. Yeah. Thank you.